Welcome to a special edition of Maybe It's Spiritual. This week's episode was recorded live at the Dark Matters 2023 Podcast Festival, an up-and-coming podcast festival in Elgin, Illinois. Um, us and six other artists got to perform live podcasts, um, and this is ours. Um, thank you for listening, and special thanks to Nick and all the people at Side Street Studios for putting this on. Hope you guys enjoy this episode. Welcome. We are Maybe It's Spiritual. I'm Patty Schultz. This is Rafael Gonzalez. Hello. And this is Matt Hansen. You can clap. You can clap. You can clap. <laughs> Thanks for being here today. This is, a, this is a live episode if you're listening to this later. Uh, we're a podcast about people, people's stories. But today, is different. Not only is it a live podcast, today our story is not about a person. It's not about a person in a traditional sense anyways. It's about a something else. A something else. Well, what is it? Uh, that's the mystery. That's the mystery that we hope with this podcast to unveil today. So this podcast was supposed to be about, about people, but 70 episodes into this podcast, and we've realized... 80, 80 episodes. 80, 80, 80, 80 episodes. <laughs> and there's a dark thread that keeps weaving its way into not all of our episodes, but most of our episodes. And that's the thread that we want to explore today. But first... In order to understand that, in order to understand what this dark thread is and why it keeps coming up, we need Rafael Gonzalez, our host, to tell us where this whole podcast began. <laughs> Welcome to Maybe It's Spiritual. Um, so yeah, so Matt and I used to work together, and we've been in the paranormal for like a long time, and. The thing that we're going to talk about tonight, something that his brother has experienced, he has kind of experienced, I have experienced, Patty doesn't experience anything. <laughs> not um, me. He gets spared from it all. I, but, yeah, um, I'm immune. You're immune. For now. For now. But, for now. So we start, yeah, so we started this with like stories that he would tell us, and I was like, hey, that story you told me about your brother sounds a lot like like this thing that we saw or that I saw that I had listened to and um, this character has been known and like labeled is called the hat man and like Patty had introduced a lot of our guests because most of the time we're talking to people who are just telling their stories like things that happen to them a lot of it's like starting out as a kid they see this thing this entity 
like huge, tall, black, the hat, the coat, sometimes no hat, sometimes red eyes, you know, uh, one time brandishing a knife. Um, that was only one time. But, um, <laughs> so yeah, so, it, so we started noticing there's like a theme to this, and our very first episode was his brother's story about this like, hat man experience. And um, like their dad is a pastor, like they're like a very, like a godly home, like they're, and the first thing they experienced in this home, like his brother experienced as a six-year-old was this. Yeah, so we've been friends for a long time. We decided to start a podcast. You know, the pandemic happened. Um, we needed something to do. Uh, my brother-in-law is the one that came up with the name inadvertently. He doesn't know that. But he hates all things paranormal, and every time I would say anything, I'd be like, you know, you know maybe he'd be like, I don't know, Ref, maybe it's spiritual. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's the name. And my wife and daughter came up with that on the way home. We spent two months in a cabin in Wisconsin during the pandemic, and that's how this came about. And here we are tonight, today, telling the story about what we've learned about the hat man, who he or it or she is, they, whatever. Um, so Matt's gonna give you a little bit more about that. All right, so to introduce myself, I'm Matt. I am indisputably the least approachable member of this podcast. <laughs> um, and I'm a really nice guy, you know, but. He is, he's such a nice guy. I don't, so I don't know nice. what's But what's you know, I, I've had several friends like talk to me after and they're like, Hansen, you're a really nice guy. And I'm like, thanks. And they're like, but when we met you, we thought you were a dick. <laughs> and I'm like, why? And I just come off that way. And so I was talking to these guys about it earlier. I'm like, I'm like, why is it? And Patty was like, it's because you're a bro. Because he's a bro. And I'm right? like, I am? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, bro I, denial. I, <laughs> I swear to you guys, I do not, I do not think I have frat boy vibes. But. <laughs> But anyways, going, going on, moving on to the story. Um, so my brother, we moved, my family moved back to Rockford, Illinois from the suburbs of Chicago. When I was 14, my brother was six. And the first night in our house, he was uh, sleeping, in, or he was laying in his bed in our bedroom, in his bedroom, which was at the top of the stairs, going to the second floor. And he's laying in his bed and he gets this weird feeling and he sees this really tall, thin man that was so, I mean, it was dark, all the lights were out, but it was blacker than the darkness. And it came and, and like glided, as he said, right in front of his doorway and it had a hat, like a, like a top hat or like a fedora or something like that and a long like trench coat. And it looked directly at my brother and my brother said he was filled with just um, just dread and and then it like glided off down into my parents room and he like ran to my parents room like oh, help me out um, anyway so he he told me this story and back like in high school and stuff like for a long time I didn't believe anything paranormal like I was like dude you're you're six like you just saw something like quit being a baby and and that, that was kind of, I just totally wrote him off. My sister saw like a UFO like right outside her house, totally wrote her off. <laughs> I just never had any experiences, you know? So I, so I, I just was a, a jerk about it. So maybe I am a dick, maybe that's <laughs> <I'm>. <laughs> So, 
So, okay, fast forward a little bit. Um, when I was 18, I was dating this girl who um, we dated for, for a few years, and, but we were, just starting to, we were just starting to get to know each other, and I thought, you know, it'd be romantic. Don't worry, this will tie you back in. <laughs> I was like, we should go see The Exorcist together. Like the remake, you remember when they did that, like back in 2001 or something like that? So we, we, we went out, I brought her to this movie, like just thinking about like the tropes and the cliches of, you know, like a girl like grabbing onto you when she's scared or whatever. And it was really disturbing. Um, the, that movie was super scary for one, but also like the vibe in the theater was really weird. That was back when cell phones like just came out and, or starting to be popularized and everything. And, and we were in the theater and it was such a weird vibe. Like, I remember like looking around like 30 minutes into the movie and like no one is talking. They're all like looking forward. And like, you know how like in movies people are like talking, like making little comments back and forth and stuff. None of that was happening. And like someone's cell phone rang and everyone got really irate and they're just like, turn it off! Like a bunch of people. I'm like, geez. And and then like it just went back to like zombie mode and then and then someone's cell phone rang again. They're like, turn that fucking thing off. And I was like, geez, these guys are really freaking out. So anyways, at some point um, during the movie, my girlfriend's like, I can't take this. I'm leaving. So she bounces. And I think she just went to the bathroom. I finished out the entire movie. I'm like, <laughs> and afterwards, I'm like, where were you? She's like, I left. Why didn't you like follow me? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> Matt, you're so, not doing yourself any favors with this story. Yeah. <laughs> it's getting worse. I was definitely a bro back then. <laughs> okay, okay. We, we so, have a revelation. <laughs> we figured it out. So after, after this, we go back to her uh, parents' house, and we were like in her basement, and we were talking about just like creepy stuff. And I was like, yeah, you know, I'd, I don't know if I believe in this stuff, but I kind of do. And, and um, quick side note, my ex-girlfriend also lived in the house that my parents still live in before we lived in it. So she knew that house better than us. Like she had been there since, since she was born and then moved when she was, you know, 13 or something. And when I'm like, well, you got to hear this story. This is crazy. So I tell her the story of my brother seeing what we now know is called the hat man. And so I'm like, and this, this guy, he was really tall, thin, black. And she goes, hat, trench coat? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, I've seen him a couple times. And I was like, oh, I'm starting. The case is being built that I'm going to have to start like believing in some of this stuff. So that was my introduction to the hat man. Then Raf started um, talking to me about stuff when we were working. And, he's, and I'm like, so I get on my phone I, and I look up. Um, ghost, trench coat, top hat, and the first, like the many hits were from this this woman named Heidi Hollis. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of her. She's she's kind of big in the paranormal world, but um, she coined the term hat man, and she also coined the term shadow people. At least she says she did. I've never heard anyone say that she hasn't, but she she talks about the hat man. So we st I started deep diving in on her and she gets all these crazy stories. She says she gets hundreds of stories a week from people that have experienced the hat man. And so if it's okay with you guys, I'll read a couple of the stories that were written into her. And just to sort of 
tie this back into our podcast, uh, Raf started this podcast just as a way to talk to people about their stories. It was never intended to be about the hat man. But the first episode, Mike, Matt's brother, told that story. And since then, over the course of 80 episodes, so many people have also had similar experiences to Mike, mm-hmm. which is very curious, don't you think? <laughs> yeah. Not at all. If you want to hear a... B- <laughs> by the way, if you want to hear a better telling of the story of my brother, just listen to our first first podcast. Yeah, episode one. Episode one. All right, so Hatman stories. By the way, raise your hand. Have you ever heard of the Hatman or any anybody like that? Oh, okay. All right. Almost everybody. All right. So this is not me telling the story, so I'm just going to I'm going to read it in this person's voice, so to speak. No, I'm not going to I'm like Oh, well, live in San Francisco. <laughs> no. No one sounds like that. All right. While living in San Francisco when I was 5 years old, and my sister was 6, we saw something really strange one night. I don't really Noah brought our attention to look out our bedroom window, but when we did, we saw a strange-looking man outside. He was going around the neighbor's house, looking in the, through their windows, and just kept looking around and around the neighbor's house. That was weird enough, but what was really strange is that he didn't look like a, is that he looked like a man straight out of the 1800s with a long trench coat and top hat, all in black. We couldn't help but stare. I just had to stop for a second. You ever seen those neighborhood watch signs? Yeah. What does it look like? Hat and a trench coat. (laughs) Right? Shadow. Okay. (laughs) I saw one on the way here. (laughs) We couldn't help but stare at him a little bit to see what, what he was up to, but we couldn't make any sense of what he was doing. We had only seen him for a few minutes when suddenly he turned quickly to stare right at us. Me and my sister screamed and pulled the curtains to hide um, that we were were looking at him. But we we only waited a couple seconds before we decided to peek again. Somehow he was right up to our window. His face was so horrifying to see. He had the most sinister grin across his face like the Joker of the Batman. He was older, like in his 60s, and heavily wrinkled. We screamed and ran away from the window and told our mom. It was a good thing that she believed us and told us uh, it was the devil and said a prayer of protection and kept him away. Parents, always believe your kids. They're telling the truth. Um, That's another theme of this podcast. (laughs) In thinking back on it all, the feeling of terror that came over us was unbelievable. But there was no doubt in our mind that this thing was real and could move fast. Our neighbor's house was over 100 feet away, and this hat man cleared it in mere moments to, be, to get right up to our window. Thoughts? Thoughts. <laughs> Horrifying. Horrifying. Oof. I would say a lot of the people that have been on our show experience it like in a room. 
This we really wanted to read this like like in the room at the foot of the bed and like in a corner by a closet, like always always interesting enough near something where you know that it's like not a person because it's like it's like as tall as a door frame. It's like at least seven feet tall is like the 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 main one. That's the minimum we hear. Minimum, but like this is such a cool story because it's just it wanted to be seen. You know, it's creeping around. Like why do people get that feeling to look out a window? Why are you even? I mean, I do it. We all do it. But like, why do you get that feeling? Because you know something's out there. And then, you, and then you see that. You see the neighborhood watch guy <laughs> looking in your window. So like, I should have read the sign. <laughs> anyway, that's why we want to read that one. I'll do one more. Then we'll move on. Dear Heidi, by the way, these are taken out of a book from Heidi Hollis called The Hat Man. I was maybe five years old when The Hat Man started to visit me. He's a creep. He likes to visit kids. It's, it's messed up. Every night, I would lay on the top bed of my bunk bed and watch my door as it would crack open for him to creep inside. As high up as I was, I would still have to look up to see him, and I would freeze in horror at the sight of him. He moved faster than anything humanly could, and he'd spring towards me. He'd say, one day I'll have you. Then he would put his hands around my neck and choke me. I would shoot straight up in bed, screaming at the top of my lungs. Then he'd just disappear. My mom would just dismiss it all. Though she had taken me to the doctors to see about my nightly outbursts. She eventually got tired of it and took the light bulb out of my, the lamp in my bedroom so I couldn't get, get up and turn it on all night long. Oh. I mean, one night. That's rude. She even, <laughs> she even locked the door on me with the hat man inside of the room with me. Oh, come on. I heard the hat man come close to me and say, now I've got you. It was on this night that my mother didn't hear me scream, so she came in the room to check on me, only to find my body was pushed through the narrow wooden rails of my bunk bed, hanging by my neck. It took my mom and three of her male friends. <laughs> we know why she locked the door. Now we know why she locked the door. Stop bothering me. <laughs> okay. That <laughs> lady. It took my mom and three of her male friends. <laughs> I lost my place. It's hard to get past that. It's hard to get past. That should just be where it stops. <laughs> <laughs> to pry the wood around or, or to pry the wood apart to get me out from between the wooden planks. Afterwards, they found large handprints around my neck in bruises. They did CPR on me to bring me back to life, and I woke up screaming. He almost had me. I slept with my mom every night after that until we moved out of that place, and we never saw him again. Mm. That one is horrifying. That's, that's completely horrifying. Um, for the skeptics out there, like, that sounds like there's e there would be evidence, but, like, this is a story. Is there hard evidence? Like the, the wood with the handprint, the, you know. Yeah, I mean, how like, would you wedge yourself? Why would you wedge yourself? But what I'm saying is, do, is, that, is this documented besides someone giving their story? Obviously. Probably not. Yeah. Okay. I mean, well, you could ask one of the three men friends that were there. Maybe. <laughs> there was three? <laughs> so at least three men witnesses, witnesses there. <laughs> Too many witnesses. But yeah. No, that's a, 
that's a scary one. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell one from our podcast. Because this one was the first. This guy, his name is Chris Knox. He was the third episode we'd ever done. Um, it's called Remnant Energy. If you want to listen to it, that'd be awesome. It's very... <clears throat> Quality sound is not that great. We're tapping on tables. Please forgive We're that. Hitting our vape. We, we learned. <laughs> We've learned. But his stories are so, he's such a good speaker and his perspective is so different. But like he, he had like a revelation on the podcast about what he saw. He didn't reckon, he didn't know what he saw. And when we like started talking to him about it, saying, hey, you know, like, did it look like this? And then he like, you could hear it in his voice. And it's just like, it was a very like a hard moment for him realize that like this hat man thing is what like he experienced and i'll like read the experience but he ended up staying like two hours after that podcast just talking about that because he was so freaked out wait before you do that do you have a picture of the hat man on here oh i was supposed to do that sorry (laughs) (laughs) that's my one job sorry all right there's there's three more oh there's three more okay yeah yeah yeah. i'll wait for the next yeah so there you go that's that's uh, really awesome picture Ooh, of him. Um, spooky. When you look it up, like that is the exact picture that we showed Chris after he dis- after the story I'm about to tell you. So Chris, Chris's episode was called Remnant Energy, and he had talked about how he um, he felt like he was a beacon, and like his mom had said, you know, like you're a beacon for these spirits. He had experienced like um, I don't know, like ghostly, spiritual, like almost like a time shifting type of thing. Like he, his sister had been like, had like an alien abduction thing. There was just like, this guy had to store after story after story after story. But, um, so he tells this story about like, he had been, um, I think he was like 24 at the time. He had gotten divorced. He was living with like a friend in like a, like a bad part of Rockford, which was a lot of it. <laughs> but like, um, sorry Rockford. But no, um, no, that's not he fair. was just like in a weird, like a bad place, like a rough place. And he was sleeping on this couch. And one night he wakes up and he sees someone sitting in the kitchen. And this, 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 I've never heard anyone describe it this way, but like he said that it was just like the dark outline of a man. And he, it was just like darker than dark. And he said he could see like at the bottom of the chair, like where a coat was kind of like, you know, like the long coats down by a chair. And he said he was smoking a cigarette. I could see like the end of like it would like illuminate but it would not there was nothing to illuminate and he just woke up he said it was at 3 a.m of course this man sitting there smoking he just featureless the coat he didn't know like what this was and he was just like okay and he just like went back to sleep um you gotta hear chris tell it because it's really funny but like um (laughs) So we started talking to him more about it, and like, I'm like, what were you going through at the time? Like, what was happening? You know, blah blah blah. And he's like, I was dating this girl. Um, I'm not gonna say her name because you didn't want me to say it on there. But um, she was like, she was Wiccan, and she was into like, you know, some darker things at for him. And he he started telling her about this, and she goes, Oh yeah, I know that guy. That's that's my spirit. And he was like, What? He's like that. She's like that's my spirit. Like he's been following me for years. Yeah, and then like moving, he obviously moved out of there. Started like staying with someone else. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> but the next root place he had lived, there was um, his roommate would say that there was a he would see a tall dark shadow that stood outside of his door. And when we started like talking to him more about like who the hat Wait, man he would was, see he would see a tall dark shadow with a hat standing outside Chris's door. Yeah. 
His roommate was while Chris was inside. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Nice. No hat though. No hat. He didn't have a hat in this one. (laughs) He doesn't always have a hat. But yeah, so that was like, and when we started talking to him about it, like he, you can hear his voice. It's just, it's actually, I I re-listened to it and it gave me chills because like he's just like, oh, shit, like that, that's, that's the guy, that's the guy, and like we'd showed him that picture, like this exact picture, and he was just like, that's the guy. And like he's like losing it, and I ended up staying for two hours. But yeah, so that was like kind of like the beginning of that happening. But like so many people have just been like, you know, I was a kid and I saw this, or like it would come to me and like sit on my bed. One one girl said it like sat on her bed. There was another guy who like this. Um, the one episode is called Portals on the North End. It was intense. These were like my neighbors, and I didn't know that they were having like this is years now like later I lived there in like 2009 and they were going through all this stuff but this the kid had saw he would see the hat man in these like visions he would have like dreams and he said that like like there was one night where he was trying to like um like wake up from this like awful like vision of like there was hits there was just like fire and blood and all this stuff and he said that like out of it rose this hat man and it was just like like pointing at him and telling him he was like coming for him and these were like my neighbors. Like I didn't know, had no clue this was all happening to them. Can I mention a quick side note? Yeah, side note. So please. the hat man, from all the stories that we've heard, the hat man will come to you first in dreams. This is how he like, and then if he can access your dreams, then he'll try to be able to access you in person. And then third, third, like the third uh, layer is that he'll actually like physically interact with you and choke you, you know, sit on your bed. Um, sometimes uh, it's even worse. You can use your imagination. I've only heard one story like that where he like physically took advantage of somebody, but yeah. yeah. So yeah, so it's, it's bad news. It's bad news. Um, <laughs> it's not good. No, not good. But that's just become like a not like a central theme, but just like a darker theme that we seem to find a lot, and a lot of people have them, and like more often than not, that comes up, and like a lot of people know what it is. Some people have no idea what it is, but the revelation that they have when they see it, or and we're just like again, <laughs> like it's just bothering people every every day. Um, so I am going to read you a couple of stories from someone that I know. They wrote this into me. I have known this girl since I was 15. I am 42 almost and um she is not somebody who makes stuff up she's not somebody who experiences this kind of thing she's very straight sisters i wish she was here to tell you because she's a dynamic storyteller and i don't know if i'm gonna do it justice but i'm gonna do my best but she has um three stories um two in person and one in a dream yeah share this with the with the dream ladies um shout out revelations revelations um So I'm going to read you Megan's stories. Megs is what I call her. Um, The first experience with the hat man slash shadow person, Knoxville, Tennessee, maybe 12 plus years ago. Anyhow, middle of the night, 2 to 3 a.m., I woke up. No alarm, no noise, nothing, just fully awake. And there at the foot of my bed, it was standing, watching me. No face at all, just just a dark, tall, shadow man. I don't remember seeing a coat or a hat, but I was scared, crazy scared. I slowly turned to my husband, who was laying on my left, and shook him awake, silently begging him to hold me, and he asked, you know, what's wrong? His, and his tone knew something was wrong. I told him what I saw. I asked him if he, too, um, 
He didn't see it. Sorry. He turned <laughs> into <laughs> Sorry. I didn't, I didn't realize how bad that was written. But um, anyway, so he had like realized, like he did not see it, but he like kind of knew that she was upset, so he tightened his grip. Um, the shadow was gone, and I, and I, but I felt the presence still. She's like, I was so scared. I don't remember falling asleep, just squeezing my eyes shut and hoping it disappeared um, for good. Um, undeniably pure evil. She's, and side note, I feel bad for not checking on my two kids, but I knew he was just there for me. Mm. Um, feelings of dread, people say that they feel pure evil, like the evilest they've ever felt. Like the room just feels like static with like um, an evil presence. Um, so I'm gonna read you her dream. Her dream is really scary. It was dusk in a high-rise building, a hotel or a meeting room, I couldn't tell. But I've never been there before, and we were on a high floor because you could see the city skyline. I'm sitting at a table with my friends, um, no one on the left except for a large floor-to-ceiling windows. My friend on the right, her husband across from me at the table, at the end of the table, and her youngest son laying face up on the table. His entire um, body was on fire, not actual fire, but hot, extremely hot. Like, you can see the heat waves pulsing off of him. My friend was freaking out, scared. Her husband was shocked, unmoving, and I was looking at the boy, like, how, what, why? Telling the husband to do something, and he said, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I will not. I, I have other kids I need to protect. And I started, this is a dream. <laughs> and I started, I started yelling and screaming, in the name of Jesus Christ, go away and leave him alone. Then all of a sudden, I was possessed, and I couldn't move, yet I was um, talking in a deep voice, gibberish. I don't know or remember what I was saying, but whatever um, was in me started running for the window, and I went through it, falling down into the sky towards the ground. I could feel the air moving, my hair moving. I was scared shitless because I was going to die. The ground was coming closer and closer, yet I couldn't move still. So close to dying, just inches away from the ground, snap, I woke up. My eyes wide open, fully awake, but still couldn't move my legs. They were locked in place. I didn't, I didn't look at the end of my bed because I was so freaking scared. Um, she was so scared that it was there, the hat man slash shadow man, she says. Um, he, she was so scared that he was there holding my legs. I rolled over on my side, wrapped my arm around um, my husband, and I'm burning him up. Yeah. Oh, he woke up because I was burning him up. He got out of bed, used the toilet, drank some water, and told me to move over. <laughs> I told him <laughs> what happened, and he said, I'm fine. It's just a dream. Oh. A freaking realistic nightmare slash terror. Holy crap. That was the freakiest dream I've ever had. Ooh. So, yeah. So, Whoa. hers were a little different because they... Happened, it happened first, and then she had the dream. And then this last one was just this last August. She said, my third experience was just recently. Last August, my husband was out of town. You know, thank goodness, because it doesn't sound like that helpful. No offense. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, no, he's, he's a nice guy. My husband was out of town, and I'm staying with friends while we were building our house. We had just moved, um, we had just moved a huge change. Um, anyhow, again, early one morning, my body wakes up. I turn my head to where my husband usually sleeps, and there's this huge, bigger-than-normal-sized, black, smoky, dreadlocked head looking at me. 
laying on my husband's side of the bed. I quickly close my eyes and pray, then the chills overlap me. I don't remember what happened next. Um, either I fell back asleep or passed out. WTF. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she just says, I seriously pray that God, to God that this doesn't happen to me again because I'm done with the creepy horror nightmare. So that oh. is from somebody I know who has listened to our podcast. I had remember her telling me this very first experience years ago. This is like 2015 before this was even dreamt up. So it's kind of followed us throughout. Uh, yeah, so you are next, Matt. You want another visual here? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, it? it's, it's, uh, it's very... No, it's very shadowy. You see him. <laughs> He's over a bassinet. Oh, guys, I can see it from my perspective. He's, um, there's he's standing actually, over the bassinet. If you guys are interested in the topic, there's a really good documentary um, by a guy named, um, what's his last name, Macias? Oh, on Amazon? Yeah, on Amazon. It's called um, <coughs> Hatman. Like, oh, why did I write this down? <laughs> anyway, you'll find it. It's on Kyle Macias. <laughs> Kyle Macias. He had done, like, all this research, and, like, he mentions Heidi Hollis, but, like, this is like a visual from like that documentary. Um, his reenactments are freaky. His reenactments are so scary. It's just like it's standing next to people's beds, next to like kids' beds, holding people's babies and stuff. Just like horrifying things. Um, yeah, so that's, that's what we have um, on, on that. But um, so what are people doing about getting rid of this thing? Isn't that Patty's job to transition us into the act three? Matt, Patty, what are people us. doing about <laughs> getting rid of this thing? <laughs> well, um, so I'm going to refer back to Heidi Hollis because she has a lot of ex like personal experience with the hat man and also has had so many stories of people who have experienced the hat man. And so she has also a lot of stories about what works and what doesn't work to get rid of this nasty, vile character. And so what she says is um, you have to have faith in a higher power. You have to um, really believe it, and you have to exercise um, uh, that genuine faith in, in, her, in, in your higher power. She's a Christian, and so she says, you know, she knows for a fact that using the name of Jesus Christ um, will get rid of the hat man. And she, um, she, what she does is she says she prays over, like, fresh spring water or olive oil and will, will put it on, every, like, will pray over every single window and doorway in her house or apartment. And, and she also hangs crosses in every, in every room of her house. But um, there's lots of stories where people will um, get rid of the hat man. There's hundreds of stories where people get rid of the hat man um, in the name of Jesus Christ. And, but there's some stories where it doesn't, it doesn't work, where they say, you know, in the name of Jesus Christ, get out of here. But they also say, but I don't really believe I don't really believe in him. Like, I was raised a certain way, but, like, I don't... I, I've been told I should use that name, but I don't really believe. So Heidi Hollis says you have to have faith. Faith has to back it up. So I have one personal story to, to illustrate this. And 
it was, and then we're gonna we're gonna kind of close it out. But also, if you guys have any Hatman stories, we got a little time, and we got a mic right there. Uh, we'd love to hear. But um, I I've never seen the Hatman uh, like IRL in real life. I but I have <laughs> I have had um, a couple different dreams, and um, the first one I was I was like 18 or 19, and as far as like faith and stuff and like a higher power God I, I didn't have much I didn't I didn't even though I grew up with in a Christian family my dad's a pastor I I didn't pray I didn't you know I didn't even know if I believed in God and um at that point in my life and and I was on vacation with my girlfriend and her family and I had this terrible terrible dream and in the dream I am in my bedroom at home, my parents' house, and it's it's like a fall day. There's no leaves on the trees. Um, it's like right about to start to get dark out, and these six men walk into my bedroom carrying my dying grandfather. Revelations, yeah, I'd love to hear your take on this. <laughs> <laughs> and and they're they're carrying him like like pallbearers, you know, and. This is my grandpa who was not dying at this time in my life. And they, and they took him and they were placing him on my bed to, to measure him for a coffin. And I just knew, you know, like in dreams you just know stuff. Like I knew that all those six men were my ancestors. And so my ancestors who are long passed away are carrying my dead grandfather and they're, they're measuring for him on my bed for a coffin. It's a dream. This thing's a, no one would ever do that, but that's what was happening. And just then I hear like a knocking on my window in my, in my bedroom. And, um, and, I, and I say, let them in. So I'm just inviting this presence into my room for some reason. And this dark, tall shadow man with a hat and a trench coat, all black, appears with another minion. I don't know who the other one was. I didn't get a good look. And he was mute. And so I said, let him speak through me. So he grabs, I put out my hand, he grabs my hand, and I feel this evil just enter my body. And I woke up. I woke up terrified at like four in the morning. I could not go back to sleep. It was the grossest, most, ugh, just like most horrifying, like tip, you know, tip of my toes to the top of my head feeling I've ever had. I just could not get rid of sh these shivers I had. And that, that started off a, a big period of, a, or like a, a period of time in my life where I couldn't sleep. Like after that, like I could not sleep. I would, I would sleep like maybe four or five hours a night. You know, I was getting like really dark circles under my eyes. I was like pulling hair out. I, I, I was so stressed. I, 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 I was, I had this like constant nagging these constant nagging thoughts that I was the Antichrist. I, I, I mean, I was like haunted. And I, I mean, I went like three months like this and I, I was getting broken down until finally like one night at like 3 a.m. I just could not, I could not get to sleep. I was freaking out. I was hearing this, these thoughts that I'm the Antichrist, which I mean, come on, you get a better candidate, you know? <laughs> I'm just some bro. <laughs> and um, 
so I wake my dad up, who's a pastor. I'm like, Dad. And he's like, what? What's going on? You know, like he was sleeping. I'm like, I think I'm possessed. He's like, you're not possessed. <laughs> and I'm like, I think I might be the Antichrist. He's like, you're not the Antichrist. <laughs> and, and I'm like, I need, I need some help. I can't sleep. It's been like this for months. And he's like, okay, well, I know someone who's like a prayer counselor, and I'll put you in touch. I'm like, please, I need anything. I need something. I was so desperate. And so he hooked me up with this woman, and she's like, well, I do prayer counseling. And I'm like, I don't even know what that is, but I'll try anything at this point. Because I'm just like, I'm like, I'm, I feel like I'm dying from sleep deprivation and just hearing these thoughts in my head all the time. And, she's, and so she's like having me like confess like sins, having me like, you know, like pray through these things and, and like confess and renounce these things in the name of Jesus Christ. And I'm like, I don't even know if I believe in Jesus Christ. And she's like, just try to have faith and, and do this. And so after a couple after a couple months of meeting with her every week, I was I noticed I was sleeping like seven hours a night. And I'm like, huh. So I kept going to her, and then I noticed I'm like sleeping like eight hours a night. You know, this is college, so I was sleeping a lot before that, like ten hours, missing class and everything. And and so I noticed that like through the power of, of Jesus Christ, I was I was experiencing freedom. And so um, I can attest that, like Heidi Howell said, you have to have faith in a higher power. And then I started believing because I didn't, I, I didn't know if I believed before. But after seeing what Jesus did, I'm like, I, I 100% believe. You know, it's just my personal story, you know. And so I think that um, I would agree with Heidi Hollis if you need if, if you ever experienced this guy, have faith in your higher power. For me, Jesus works. So that's all I got. Okay. Um, Sorry to end it real, real dark. Yeah. <laughs> um, I had my own weird hat man. I had never had one before. And I believe it's his fault that I do. That oh, I did. my gosh. I'm telling the story. <laughs> he brings it up a lot. If you <laughs> it was a horrible thing. A horrible thing you did. Um, I never experienced it. I never saw it. Nothing. Um, I knew about it. We made all the connections. Um, this was like, oh man, 2018? 19? Yeah. Before the podcast. Before the podcast started, we would always talk about this stuff. And, he, and I was like, I was like, yeah, I never see this. You know, I've never had to experience it. Thank goodness. And, and, and what were, we were going through something and like, and what did you say? Do you remember what you said? Yeah, because you bring it up all the time. <laughs> he knows. Bring it up, and then I'm going to tell the story. Well, Raph, okay, let me, let me qualify this, all right? <laughs> Please. Raph is extremely level-headed. Like, he goes through some, he's gone through some of the most terrible things that a human could experience. He lost both of his parents. He's, he's, you've, I mean, you've gone through terrible things, and you never freak out. You never freak That's out. That's true. And it's just like it's something I really admire about you. And I don't have. <laughs> I freak out all the time. I remember I was, my, our car broke down and our air conditioning went out in the same month. And I asked my dad if I'm going to be homeless. And he's like, <laughs> no, you're not going to be homeless. He's always talking sense into me. 
Yeah. I freak out a lot. So I told Raph that I prayed to God that if either one of us see him, that it would be him and not me. <laughs> oh. Sorry. And I've apologized a lot for this. <laughs> Prayer answered. You, um, you gotta, you, you gotta learn how to forgive, yeah, Raph. I'm, yeah, that's my next journey, forgiveness <laughs> journey. But um, so our son was born, because I knew you could handle it. You thanks. <laughs> it was weird. So I, from time to time, have experienced paranormal things, but I've experienced experienced like these like visions. It'd be like I'm looking at this room. They're almost like a daydream, but I'm looking at a room. It'd be just like this, but it's gray. But things like certain things are in the room, but not everything is in the room. But I and but I'm conscious that I'm not in the room anymore. I'm like in a version of the room. So this happens to me. It'll be like I'm wide awake. It's not while I'm sleeping. It'll just it'll just happen. So I my like my son was born. He's he's four now. But this he was man. I don't know. He was like six seven months old. So it was probably in 2019. I we were like. He always, he's always gotten me up early. I've always gotten up early. My wife will stay up late. I get up early with him. And he was just laying on the, you know, his play mat doing his thing. And I, we have this like deck and a huge like um, glass door that goes out to our deck. And I'm just sitting in the living room and all of a sudden I'm staring out this window and I'm like, I'm in the room, but I'm not in the room. And I see this thing, the hat guy, the shadow, come up the stairs, stand at the top of the stairs, but he like slowly walks up the stairs, he's at the top of the stairs, and all of a sudden he's at the door, and then all of a sudden he's standing right in front of me. And I'm just like, okay. And he never speaks, and he just said. Like telepathically? Yeah, like telepathically, he just said, take your son, bring him into your room, he said, put him in, a, in the packet play. So he must have, he knew. But that's just <laughs> oh. what I heard. He said, he goes, I want you to take him and put him in his packet play. I have to ask you a question. And then I woke up and it was gone. All thanks to Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing ever came of it. I don't know. And maybe it was just sleep deprivation. Maybe it, I don't know what it was. But like, I saw that. That happened. And that was the weird the hat man for me. That was my hat man experience. Wow. So I saw him. What about you guys? Anybody have anybody seen him? You have? Oh, Janelle. Do you want to oh, do you talk about it, Janelle? Tell your story. Come on down. Get awesome. some prices yeah. right going here. Yeah. Woo! Here for Janelle. You're, you're the yellow mic, Janelle. There you go. So I have been on your podcast before. She has. She <laughs> and has. I did talk about the latest experience I had with Hatman. But I never told you about the very first one that I had. Uh-oh. Oh. <laughs> So Christ. when I was on um, their podcast, the last time I talked about my sleep paralysis problem, and the last time I saw them when we had moved into our house and scared the shit out of my partner. <laughs> 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 um, but the first time I had ever seen the hat man, or I call him the man in black, because he's never really wearing a hat when I see him. Sure. Um, I, was, right. I was eight years old in our house, and it was a brand new house. Um, and I used to sleepwalk a lot, so... Sleepwalk, sleep paralysis, big issue. Um, I would have these dreams where I would see things like, for example, <laughs> I had a dream where I saw the inside of the fridge a lot and I'd wake up with condiments on my dresser. Um, <laughs> so I slept walk. 
a lot. <laughs> um, but one time I was a little bit sick. I had the flu. And I would wake up a lot and sleepwalk to the bathroom to sleep in the bathtub. It was like cold and comfortable. So I remember standing in the hallway and we had a ranch style home and it was a really long hallway with like a blue, you know, very 90s blue carpet. Um, and I was standing there kind of just tilted sideways looking down the hall, but also kind of towards the bathroom where I was headed. And then I saw just a figure of a man at the end of the hallway just standing there. And I kind of froze and was staring at him. And then I felt myself lift up a little bit. Um, what had happened was my mother had seen me in the hallway <laughs> and oh. picked me up and took me back to bed. But I never moved from that spot. I was still there staring at him and I could feel my body moving oh. and then I woke back up um, hours later and I went back into the hallway and I started crying because I was eight. Um, my mom's like, what the hell? She's like, what's going on? I'm like, where's the man? You know? <laughs> she's like, the fuck? <laughs> like, she's like, okay, go back to bed, crazy. And she put me back to bed. Um, but... I talked about it later with my mom, and she's like, you would say weird shit all the time, like you saw people in the house all the time. And I'm like, that tracks. I still do that. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the very first time I ever saw the hat man, the man in black. The man in black. Mm -hmm. I like the Creepy. man in black. Thank you, Janelle. Thanks for sharing. Thank you. We have a little more time if anyone else. Does anyone else have one they want to share? No? Maybe that's good. I'm glad that's, you guys don't have stories. Yeah, that's okay. Honestly, yeah, we're 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 happy about it. Um, I'm not praying for anybody else to see him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, they you, they get answered, but um, yeah. So the the more you research it, the more you see that there are people trying to figure out what it is. Um, I read we actually did an entire episode on the Hat Man, kind of related it to like a lot of things because you see the symbol, like the symbology, symbolism, symbolism. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, we do have somebody. Come on down, Jeff. No, I just have a is, is there any um, similarity between the people, like the kind of personalities, or um, mm. maybe trauma? I'm just wondering if there any. Is yeah, there is any there any? Does it tend to be consistent with people that have seen that? That's a great question. Is there any. Oh, is rep, there, oh, is oh, there yeah. any corollaries? Corollaries, similarities, things between the people who have these experiences? Yes. Uh, trauma, or like something severe that happened to them. Um, death, divorce, like severe sicknesses. Um, anybody who's experienced something like really hard for them to overcome. Um, so that would be probably the commonality that I've seen just in this. But a lot of people, there's done, st we, like I said, we did an entire episode about it, we found this, the, the image of it's in a lot of places, like the Slenderman, that's become like a really popular thing. Um, There's those, that unfortunate story in Milwaukee of the girls, the little girls who were told by the Slenderman to like, you know, unalive their friend. And so that was terrible. Um, there have been like video games, apparently there's like a video game character that like um, mimicked the hat man. Um, you see in a lot of things, um, Freddy Krueger, I actually read this whole article about it, Freddy Krueger, like in one of the very first, um, 
Nightmare on Elm Street, see, there's a there's a there's a shot of him with like a screenshot of him, and it's just like he's a solid silhouette with the hat, and like the way he's hmm. like positioned looks like a coat. So there's just like a sure. whole lot of like people are trying to figure out what this is. You know, some people think it's the devil, some people think it's like a high level demon. Apparently, like the last podcast thought it was super soldiers, aliens, aliens, super soldier aliens. That's a new one. That's new. But um. It does, and oh, Benadryl, apparently now the new thing is Benadryl. Apparently if you take Benadryl, you see him. Oh, well, that's yeah. different. So, and, yeah. <laughs> so apparently if you take Benadryl, sorry. Have Matt pray for you, and then we'll yeah, I've take taken Benadryl. Benadryl. I've never seen him. Yeah, I take Benadryl. I took it ooh, all for last week. Allergies? Yeah, if you have allergies, like sorry. Trauma, You're see the trauma or like allergies? Trauma or our Benadryl. Then he comes. But it's a serious thing. A lot of the stories and a lot of the people have said... I've seen this thing, I've experienced this thing, and I didn't tell anybody for years. Like, to mm. the point where, like, they held it in until they were adults and still had a hard time telling about it. And there's stories, like, all over the, all over the um, world. Like, it's, like, 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 tons of African countries, tons of Asian countries, South American countries. Like, the hat man's everywhere. It's not, like, it's just... Illinois or just the United States. It this dude's out there. Yeah. He's out there. Yeah. He wears some people th- some people hats. think he Yeah. <laughs> some people think he's the devil himself. Yeah. Which I don't know. I don't I don't know, but I do I do know of a story of a guy who was who was dying off a drug overdose and um he was going down towards what he believes was hell and he said there was a man in a a, a Man in all black with a hat and a and a trench coat waiting for him. Yeah, hmm. I just heard the story recently. Mm. Yeah, so it's just kind of all over the place. Um, there was a hat man like image in uh, what was that Netflix show, the haunted house one, Haunting of Hill House. There was like a gigantic tall thing with like a like the hat and stuff. So it's everywhere. So it's like something that like we recognize and something that we see and it like. It's deep in our like psyche, and it's all over, all over the world. It's all over the place, and we don't know what it is. And we have no clue what it is, and I would be scared of the person who said they did know who exactly what it was. Like anything paranormal, supernatural, that someone's like, I know exactly what this is. Look out, because like if you you don't know, <laughs> none of us know. But um, but yeah. I think that's yeah. It. Do you want to um, plug us? Give a give a little outro. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna shout us out. I did it again. The the projector turned off. I was trying to show you guys more pictures. Oh god. Oh, oh you kicked it. <laughs> I turned it off. There you go. Anyway, guys, I'm not doing very good at my job here. Technical difficulty. See. But, uh, um. No. Thank you again to like, to Nick. Um. Oh. Yeah. Look. There he is. This guy. Thanks again to Nick and like he just turned the projector back on. And the side street studio. And the side street studio. This place is awesome. To Pat, he's been doing the sound for all of us all weekend. Give it up. Killing it. He loves it. And his podcast, Ghostly, so, so cool. awesome. So cool. So awesome. If you were, I hope you were here last night because it was so good. Um, yeah. So we are on most of the major podcasting platforms. Apple, Spotify, Google. Uh, our home base is Anchor. You can find it on there. Um, we're not on Amazon Music yet, but we're looking into it. Um, we have a, a TikTok. Um, 
actually we put Matt's story of his dream on TikTok and like it, it, the comment go re if you want to hear some like funny comments about like that dream go to the TikTok and find it it's like like one of our top pinned ones really funny um, people are just like you are possessed and they're like you need Jesus <laughs> like, just like all sorts of stuff uh, everyone's got an answer I respond to a few like listen to the whole episode guys yeah a lot of people with it ends well oh there it is there it um, is yeah so we have an Instagram, maybe it's spiritual. If there is anyone who wants to be on the show, shoot us a Gmail, maybe it's spiritual at gmail.com. I do have a Facebook, I don't check it a lot, but there is a maybe it's spiritual um, Facebook page. You gonna talk about this? Oh yeah, so we actually have t-shirts too. I don't know if we're allowed to sell them here, but we have them, yeah. Um, we brought some, but we have a maybe it's spiritual one. Some of the ladies in the audience are wearing them, but um, actually there's a girl here, Margaret, she designed this one for us. And she Woo! is Margaret. She's an artist. Um, she has an awesome art page, um, Marg the Artist. Um, she, saw, she has like a red, red bubble. Is that what you have? Yeah. yeah, she has like a red bubble, but she can put any of her art on anything. But anyway, she designed um, one of our t-shirts, and that's, that's it. So the hat mansion. We do have some here today. But um, yeah, that's about it. Does anyone have any questions or? Thoughts, comments? Oops. No? That's it. Thank you guys for coming out. Yeah, thanks so Appreciate much for it. having us. Not a bro. Not a bro.